This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Boris Franke, TB10761, from German Garrison, Amanda Lilly, DZ54559, from Garrison Corellia, and Brian Nowak, TR74072, from Canadian Garrison. We are touched to learn that Brian's son Tom will be joining the 501st Legion wearing his father's robes in his memory. Buckets off as these members are ushered in to the 501st Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found a computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Well, welcome to the final 2018 episode of the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 113 for December 2018, and here are your hosts. Myself, Nikki, DZ8397. Joe, T-I-R-S-L-12743. Marcus, TK14057. And this is Jamie, TKSL and TI67076. Welcome back to the show, Jamie. It's been a bit. Yep. Thanks. Uh, thanks for accommodating me. My business travels make it difficult sometimes. So the 501st Legion is currently at 13,188 members with 26,225 approved costumes in the Legion. Our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording is Jeffrey, TD40276, a new sand trooper for Northern Darkness Garrison. In this episode, we invade the world's largest mall, plant our flag in Antarctica, celebrate the holidays, and get called Bucketheads. Stay tuned. Recent news. Members of Garrison Tyrannus sorrowfully said goodbye to young Jedi Wes, whom they made an honorary member of their garrison. He was also CTB. 1580 in the Galactic Academy. Wes battled neuroblastoma for more than half of his 12 and a half year life, beginning at age five. During the first Christmas after diagnosis, Wes wanted the other children in treatment to have a Christmas and wanted to give away his toys. The inspiration for Wes's wish, a pile of smiles for kids with childhood cancer toy drive, was born. Each year, the nonprofit United in Grace has held the event and it continues to grow every year. Local businesses and the community donate toys and other items for the families of children receiving cancer treatment at CHKD in Norfolk, Virginia. Troopers first visited Wes's birthday party six years ago. His love of Star Wars continued, and in 2015, Wes joined the Galactic Academy as a biker scout. He began trooping with members of the 501st Legion Garrison Tyrannus, Rebel Legion Freedom Base, and Mandalorian Merc's Firestorm Clan. His enthusiasm, love of Star Wars, doing good for others, and positive attitude were infectious. It didn't take long, and his mother Krista joined the 501st Legion also as a biker scout. Together, they trooped mainly in Garrison Tyrannus' Sinar Fleet Squad, 
but their impact was felt throughout the garrison and beyond. Wes was so influential to Sinar Fleet Squad that to ensure his legacy lived on, his name was incorporated into the Sinar logo written in the sand, the foundation in which they are rooted. When returning home for hospice, Wes was asked what he wanted. On his very short list was that he wanted to inspire others to help see life and clean the oceans. Even during his worst, he was thinking of others. Organizations and grassroots efforts sprang to life and set up beach cleanups and other efforts. Posts shared with the hashtag InspiredByWes continue to come in from all over the world. Wise beyond his years, Wes was, and continues to be, an inspiration to so many people. Buckets off, and be one with the Force, Jedi Wes. You will be with us, always. If you would like to assist the family with the years of medical bills and arrangements for Wes, please check out the links in our show notes to his fundraising pages. Early this month, the Russian 501st and Rebel Legion units found their way to Earth's southernmost continents, Antarctica, Although they didn't have their costumes with them, they were able to stage a photo op with 501st and Rebel Legion flags planted at the Russian research station called Vostok. A few days ago, we were given a heads up by Marco, TK62726, from Outer Rim Garrison about a Star Wars fan film he and his team at Transmute Pictures recently released. It's called Bucketheads and focuses on squad of stormtroopers. Not your typical fan film. The crew was all made up of working film industry professionals as well as several members of the Battlefront 2 development team who worked on the sound. The film also features Mark Mir, a.k.a. Commander Shepard of Mass Effect fame, as the voice of TK-683. Any relation to BH-683 from the German garrison is likely just coincidental. If you haven't watched it already, click on the link in our show notes the next time you have an extra 14 minutes and check it out. I will say, in case we have any younger listeners or parents who want to watch this with their kids, this would likely be rated at least PG for the violence. Well, Marco and his co-writer, director Andy Brown, started writing the script for Bucketheads in January 2017 with the goal of telling a story set in the Star Wars universe that hasn't been told before. Over the next six months, they assembled an amazing team of local film industry professionals and skilled artists to create the props and costumes needed to pull of a believable Star Wars world. They started filming in September 2017 and shot for four days on a local paintball course. Marco relayed that getting all of the cast, crew, and equipment out into the woods, which was about a 10-minute walk from the parking lot and crossing a river, was quite a large undertaking. Several members of the 501st Legion participated in the making of the film as stormtroopers, and the directors were appreciative of how incredibly humble they were, enduring tremendous heat, dust, and discomfort to get them in the shots they needed. Shout out to Terry, TK2886, as well for his credit as a costume designer. Visual effects supervisor Tom Rolfe, a 20-year veteran in the industry with Star Trek, Harry Potter, and Iron Man 2 credits to his name, worked on the 52 different visual effects shot in the film. Only being able to devote a certain amount of free time, it took about eight months to complete all the major shots. They had a finished version to submit to festivals in June of 2018, but continued to make small improvements up a month before the deadline release on December 8th. 
In August, the director screened a work-in-progress cut of the film at DragonCon in Atlanta and won the Spirit of DragonCon Award. Making Bucketheads has been a wild ride for the cast and crew, which they've thoroughly enjoyed. A sequel has already been written, and they also have plans for another original project outside the Star Wars universe. So, again, check out the link in our show notes or search for Bucketheads on YouTube. The big pop culture news today, December 17th, was the announcement of the voice casting for Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Why mention this on the 501st cast? Well, there are a few Star Wars alum listed as lending their voices to this project, including Mark Hamill, Simon Pegg, Jason Isaacs, and Ralph Ineson, who was a First Order officer in The Last Jedi. I I did have to look that one up because I didn't recognize his name. But there's also the undeniable history between Jim Henson and Lucasfilm that always leaves a special place in Star Wars fans' hearts for Jim Henson projects. We'll have a link to our show notes about a link of all the casting announcements for Dark Crystal. But the bigger pop culture news that is rumored to hit this Wednesday is the trailer for Episode 9. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this show, it's already come out and you're enjoying it and we can discuss it next episode. And we'll definitely put the trailer link on our Facebook page, but I'm sure it'll be all over your feed anyway, so you won't miss it. Here are the new entries to our costume reference library since our last episode. First is our Underworld Detachment the slinky black dress that Kira is wearing when we are first reunited with her in Solo, is now ready for GML approval. The flagship Eclipse has completed the foremost Night Sister, Mother Talzin. Kudos to CRL model DS3937 for tackling this daunting costume. Moss Eisley Police Department is proud to present the CRL for the Mimbin Trooper, who doesn't love this muddy guy. The transportation officer from Solo is now added to the Imperial Officer Corps' repertoire, as is the Death Star non-commissioned officer NCO, as seen on the first Death Star serving as senior technicians and bureaucrats. They've also added the formal social uniform for officers seen in Solo in both black and olive. Of note is the fact that double rank bars and accessories such as gloves and hats are not allowed with this particular costume variation. First Imperial Stormtrooper Detachment has completed the CRL for the last Jedi version of Captain Phasma. And, uh, well, let's see here. Crate Clan, there has been a minor alteration to the existing Bith CRL. The text was changed to allow for different button variations as seen on the original. Information was added about buckles as seen on some Bith boots, and a new instrument was added, the Flizz. And at long last, Bausch joins the completed CRLs for the Bounty Hunters Guild. GMLs are now free to independently approve this costume, as well as others we've talked about in this episode. As always, you can check out links to all of these CRLs in our show notes. Thanks again to the Legion membership team for all these updates and to our detachments for their continued hard work in keeping us looking fabulous. I can play the Flizz. <laughs> you can play you, the Flizz? You can play the Flizz? <laughs> <laughs> I say it looks kind of like a mix between a clarinet and a flute, or I don't know. I think so. Since our last episode, Alaskan Garrison attended their 33rd and 34th monthly visits to Providence Medical Center on October 25th and November 15th, respectively. Families and patients of the Children's Hospital visited and interacted with Alaskan-based Star Wars characters in the hospital rooms in order to provide a diversion from the routine medical activities. 
The equal balance of the force made all the patrons and their parents very excited, and it is a complete toss-up for whom won the hearts and minds of everyone present. One young lady that was visited knew all of the backstories of all of the characters' presence and could explain it in detail. Um, though a true dis- disciple of Lord Vader, she professed her allegiance and gained information to join the Galactic Academy Moraband Alaska School. For several years, Alaskan Garrison has been attending the Pioneer Park trick-or-treat event, but it was only their second year setting up the Imperial Shootout, and with the new location in the in the Palace Theater, a.k.a. the Palace Cantina, this was a huge hit for everyone, young and old, who lined up to try their luck at t- taking out an Imperial in their activity-based trick-or-treating. Eyewitness Trooper reports from the event provided the following, quote, We were continuously overwhelmed with participants who inundated the entire seven hours with a line of about 50 people deep from the door to the table that even stretched out past the door and out across the street for the majority of the event. It was quite the task to keep up with providing each participant a newly loaded Nerf gun and keep the dart pickup duty going. We had Imperial support crew to assist with a dart gun loaded and a dart pickup, helping the kids out with Nerf gun management, and I'd like to mention that Ethan was much was a, such a helper to me for the first two hours loading and collecting darts that once we got more help, it was much easier to manage with three people handing out uh, out at the front when Ethan changed out to take a turn on stage and Michael and Stokes came to the front to help with dark control. The real rock stars were the characters on the stage, though. Thanks so much to everyone who spent time up there getting smacked by darts all day long. And that quote is from Joyce uh, TB9449. For October, instead of Alaska Garrison's routine monthly visit to Alaskan Native Medical Center, they visited on Halloween itself for ANMC's inpatient trick-or-treat event. This event allowed long-term patients to dress in costume and go to different parts of the hospital and collect candy like they would if they were at home. Kylo Ren and a Jedi librarian also visited the patients not well enough to participate and brought the treats to them. Overall, they were able to make Halloween in the hospital a little more exciting for 150 kids and their families. You know, for such a cold, snowy place, Alaska Garrison really is on fire. Well, PopCon was a collaborative effort between University of Alaska Fairbanks Students Activities Office and members of the gaming and comic book community of Fairbanks. Over the two days, November 9th and November 10th, there was a comic drawing, workshops, magic tournaments, film screenings, video game tournaments, all in celebration of comic and gaming culture. For the first day, a lone recruit was all that was available to appear to man our presence at the con, but by the second day, it turned into his first official troop. Welcome, Ethan ID 99709. It was also the Imperial debut of their first Fairbanks region snow trooper. Plus, they had a mouse droid that was very much fresh off of the Imperial assembly line and not fully enhanced with all of its bits, but it ran and it got quite a bit of attention. Thanks to Brian, ID 62832, and Jen, IC84864, for getting these reports to us. I wonder how many snowtroopers there are in Alaska. That's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, guys up there in Alaska Garrison, uh, send us a group photo, will you? Especially of all of your uh, your snowies. Uh, we want to see those. I'm not sure if they can get them all together in one spot. It's a really big state. That it is. Well, they have to now because we called them out. That, yeah, they got to do something with it now. Yep. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Empire City Garrison attended a 
rare screening of Return of the Jedi, thanks to Make-A-Wish fulfilling Ryan's birthday wish. On October 28th, eight members of Empire City Garrison were joined by members of the Rebel Legion and Saber Guild at the Belmore Playhouse Theater on Long Island. Ryan's dad, George, is a very active member of the ECGs, so they were thrilled to come out to celebrate Ryan's birthday. They had fun taking photos with Ryan and his guests and other patrons at the movie theater. Costumed attendees and their guests were given the opportunity to see the movie showing at 10 a.m. with popcorn, soda, cupcakes, pizza, and snacks. Check out one of the group photos from the party via the link in our show notes. And seven members of the Empire City Garrison attended the Gift of Thanksgiving event at the Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum in New York City the evening of November 20th. This is the museum's annual event for homeless families where they provide a Thanksgiving dinner, a science-themed show, a motion ride, fun activities, and some Star Wars. Troopers had to fight through some major Big Apple traffic to get there, but it was well worth it. Unfortunately, one trooper did end up missing most of the troop due to a minor, minor fender bender. The kids were very enthusiastic, and our members had a great time. And you can check out a link for a group photo in the in our show notes. On Saturday, November 24th, Empire City Garrison appeared at one of their homes away from home, the Cradle of Aviation Museum, for their annual Festival of Trees event. Filled with vendors, exhibits, and of course, Star Wars characters, this event helps raise money for the United Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County. 16 members from Empire City Garrison were joined by members of Rebel Legion's Echo Base and Saber Guild's Endor Temple. The Empire Strikes the Cradle portion of the event was to help raise awareness for this nonprofit museum, help them increase attendance, and to run a raffle for the United Cerebral Palsy Association of Nassau County. $175 was raised this year, which was given directly to the charity at the event. ECG has appeared at this museum over a dozen times over the years with building success each year. There was a steady stream of guests throughout the day in the thousands, and wherever our members went, a line would instantly form for photos. Although understandably exhausting for a six-hour event, every minute was worth it. The Cradle was incredibly appreciative for our members' presence and hopes to continue to have ECG back in the future. Troopers all had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out cards, and checking out the exhibits at the museum. They also had trees for sale for the UCPA, decorated in different themes, including a Star Wars-themed one, which you can check out a link to a photo of in our show notes. The museum once again invited the Star Wars clubs to host a Q&A panel to answer questions about the 501st Legion, Empire City Garrison, Rebel Legion Echo Base, and Saber Guild, who all sent representatives up on stage to speak. The panel drew a large crowd and the audience asked some great questions. Empire City Garrison staff would like to thank everyone for their patience and support. These large events can be tough with limited space and resources, but everyone pitched in and did a fantastic job for the museum and the charity. ECG plans to return to the Cradle of Aviation in March 2019 for their Chocolate Expo and in June 2019 for CradleCon. So if you're a 501st member, sign up for ECG's forums for more details about trooping those events. On Saturday, December 1st, Empire City Garrison spent the afternoon at a holiday party fundraiser at Grasshopper's Comics on Long Island. Chris, TB64744, Jim, TS61375, and Ronald, SL5928, volunteered for ECG and visited with the steady stream of kids and adults throughout the day. The event featured a toy drive, free comic signings by comic book artists, raffles, food, snacks, and games. There was a charity fundraiser and toy 
drive for the John Thiessen Foundation. They had artists on hand to sign comics and some special events in the store. Troopers had a great time outside the store, taking photos, handing out cards, and attracting people to the event. Grasshoppers Comics was very happy to have the 501st attend, and they treated our members very well. Follow the link in our show notes to see a photo of Chris and Ron with Santa. Six members of Empire City Garrison participated in the Heroes and Helpers event sponsored by the Nassau County Police Department on Friday, December 14th. The Nassau Police Foundation brought underprivileged kids from the local school district to Target for a Christmas shopping experience. They gave them $250 gift cards to shop, and they were escorted by ECG members and members of the police department dressed as superheroes. Our members arrived via a SWAT van and were introduced as the Imperial March played. It was a fantastic event, and it was a joy to escort the kids around and help them pick out gifts for themselves and their families. Kudos to Christoph, TK61400, and Tabitha, DZ61406, for doing a great job arranging this troop. ECG hopes to participate in more events with the Nassau Police Foundation in the future. There was some great press coverage of the event, too. We'll put those links to articles and videos in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TKTBSL6744, for all those reports from ECG. And here's a dispatch from the Bluegrass Garrison. During the November 30th, December 1st weekend, more than 40 Legion members supported the first major convention within the newly formed Bluegrass Garrison Territory, Louisville Supercon. Support was also provided by fellow 501st from Bloodfin Garrison, Midwest Garrison, Ohio Garrison, and Mid-South Garrison, along with rebels from Mos Espra and Apollo bases. Also in attendance was the Derby City Pit Crew with their twin-speeder bikes, half-scale ATST, and the Endor Bunker Door. The combined effort raised 2000 $362.73 for Norton Children's Hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. The Bluegrass Garrison takes its mission very seriously and is very proud to be able to provide to the local community with efforts like this. The weekend also included the very special induction of Jim Swearingen as an honorary member of the 501st Legion. Mr. Swearingen is responsible for the design of many of the original action figures, including the original Boba Fett action figure and vehicles of the Kenner toy line in the late 1970s. Mr. Swearingen was presented with a plaque, a 501st Legion patch jacket, and a customized version of the Boba Fett character that had a likeness of his head as part of the figure. Thanks to the Garrison Event Coordinator, Jeff, TK22007, for that report. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're listening to the 501st cast. This is the cast you're looking for. That's one less, Rebel. So I'm I'm the public relations officer at the Imperial Sands Garrison, and I got a little lazy. I decided that rather than submitting four separate mission reports, I just put it all together into one. But it was a busy weekend, so I want to. Uh, this is my. I'm going to read my own report here. The 123 members of Imperial Sands Garrison had their busiest year yet in 2018. We had almost 150 troops under our belt so far, and we aren't even slowing down. 
During the first weekend of December, we had four big events, a holiday parade at the Naval Air Facility in El Central, California for the military families there, a huge holiday parade for the city of Vista, California, then a fundraising troop at a San Diego mall for the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, and finally back up to Vista for their winter fest. The ISG had a great turnout at all four events, with a special shout-out to our Garrison XO Shane, DS62027, and our Garrison Events Coordinator, Leslie, DZ3774, for trooping all four events. And honorable mention goes to our Garrison CO, Todd, DZ8559, for hitting three out of the four. At ISG's end-of-the-year party, we awarded our Golden Boot Award to the trooper who was voted to not only be one of our most active troopers in 2018, but embodies the spirit and core values of what we stand for. And we gave the 2018 Golden Boot Award was to Matt Matthew Greenberg, DZ31428. And the Imperial Sands Garrison is looking forward to yet another fantastic year of faithful service to the Legion. And that was submitted by me. <laughs> but but we've we've enjoyed this uh, Golden Boot Award. It's come up for I think we've done about three or four years now. It's been uh, it's always kind of fun to do it at the end of the year. So does it look like a little golden boot? Yeah, uh, somebody who did a three D printed of a, a boot and put a little greebles on it, and um, it's a little different every year. I think it was a Buddha Stormtrooper one year, and um, it, it just changes around. It's all it's all <laughs> fun. Cute. So on National Adoption Day, the West Texas Squad of Star Garrison member TD79008 showed support for 15 children in Canyon, Texas, who were being welcomed by their forever families. He even had the honor of acting as bailiff during the event. One of the families all had matching The Force is Strong in My Family t-shirts on. Great work. So this year, National Adoption Day landed on November 17th, but it's always held the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Just a little FYI. I kind of liken our podcast to a wrestling match in that it's scripted. <gasps> Spoiler alert for those that uh, don't don't know that wrestling is <laughs> scripted. But anyway, uh, well, there's no script here for this uh, because we've been doing Hillsides for so many years now that, well, I just uh, well, ad lib it all. Uh, so anyway, December 1st, Saturday, December 1st was our, um, well, it was the fourth Christmas time visit overall to Hillsides Orphanage in Pasadena, California. Uh, and uh, of course, um, we started doing uh, uh, two you know annual visits twice a year now. Um, August and September in 2014, but we've been visiting Hillsides Orphanage since uh, 2011. I talk about it a lot on this podcast. I'm sure the listeners uh, are well aware, so I shall be brief. But, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. The costumers, there were, again, uh, about 50 to 60 costumers. I want to say about 55 costumers uh, from all of the, you know, the, the local clubs, uh, the 501st, uh, Rebel Legion, Saber Guild, Mandalorian, Mercs, uh, the Dark Empire actually had a few people there. Uh, and uh, we were... Uh, a hit, as always. And uh, one thing struck out. Well, let me back up a little bit uh, before I tell that little story. Um, what we do with our Christmas troop over there is basically all of the costumers uh, bring one gift wrapped packaged action figure, you know, um, unopened gift wrapped action figure uh, with them. And then it kind of goes into a pile when we all show up and then we get into costume and then everyone uh, grabs uh, an action figure from the, you know, uh, the present from the pile. So they probably, you know, they usually don't get the, uh, the present that they came with. It was usually something that someone else brought. Then we go out there, we do a little parade to where the kids are waiting for us. And then one by one, the kids that live there select from this vast sea of Star Wars characters, which one that they want to get a present from. And one of the, uh, 
this this one little girl, uh, she got a Rose Tico action figure from The Last Jedi. And it just so happens that there was a Rose Tico costumer there from the Rebel Legion, who, by the way, was uh, um, the mother of one of the other costumers that were present as well. And, uh, well, that little girl went ran right straight to Rose Tico after she got her uh, action figure and gave her the biggest hug. And uh, it was the cutest thing you ever saw. And so I love that about hillsides. It's uh, the kids there are uh, very well taken care of. And it's uh, yeah, it, and I'm glad that we're able to help take care of them. And uh, so that's that. We made uh, about uh, 50 kids very happy. That's so sweet. Wonderful. On a beautiful and sunny December 1st, members of Diamond Garrison were joined by members of Mid-South Garrison for a joint participation of the 2018 Big Jingle Jubilee Parade in downtown Little Rock. This year, they had a proper trailer flow that was provided by DZ92008. And another member, IC52500, generously provided his Stormtrooper Jeep for the parade, which was a big hit. People along the parade route welcomed our troopers with waves and excitement, even though a a few mistook the marching shadow trooper for Lord Vader. Nonetheless, it was another successful event in the books. Season's greetings from the Diamond Garrison. Thanks to Tracy. TB9612 for that report. Our United Arab Emirates outpost had a high-profile troop on the weekend of December 7th through the 9th at the Dubai Mall. They performed three marches through the world's largest mall with the blessing of Disney Lucasfilm to help bring awareness of the new exhibit happening there through December 30th. There will be 47 different Star Wars statues in the grand atrium of the mall as part of Star Wars, the exhibit. So there definitely is a link to that in our show notes that you want to check out. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if it's actually statues that's going to be at the mall or if they're like costumed mannequins. So I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of what what this exhibit is going to be. Although I did have to chuckle at the title of the exhibit. It just seemed very like space balls to me. Star Wars, the exhibit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That is a completely appropriate joke. (laughs) Merchandising. Oh. Actually, look at that. We have an email in the podcast mailbox from Gail, TS17744. She's UAE's PR officer, and she sent in some more details about this event. Okay, so it looks like they actually are statues and not costume mannequins, so we got that question answered. The 47 life-size statues feature Darth Vader, Boba Fett, K2SO, Death Troopers, and an army of classic stormtroopers, and they're all made by Sideshow Collectibles. And although our troopers performed three marches, they all took place on a single night, December 7th. Each march was a nonstop walk for 15 to 20 minutes through the crowded mall, Thankfully, the 13 troopers flawlessly executed their marches thanks to the help of six support crew members and mall security. They stopped for photo ops at the end destinations of each march, the Grand Atrium, the Dubai Metrolink, and the Dubai Waterfalls, a giant art structure inside the mall. Gail also notes that the UAE outpost is up to 20 members with six more making costumes. So they're very close to that magic number of 25 to apply for garrison status. She also let us know that about 10 outpost members are planning to attend Celebration Chicago, and they look forward to meeting fellow 501st there. And now a word from one of our sponsors. 
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on, come all to the Geonosis Arena Games where fun can be had by all. You can see it all right here. Beast versus beast, man versus man, or man versus beast. Creatures and victims, <clears throat> I mean sentient beings, are brought to the arena daily from all over the galaxy for your enjoyment. Make sure you don't miss out on this Sunday's main event. It has been brought to us for our viewing pleasure by the bounty hunter Jango Fett and the former Jedi Master Count Dooku himself. It will be a three-on-three event. Three beasts versus three humans. For the beasts, we have a Nexu, a Reek, and the deadly Aklay. And for the humans, we have a former Queen of Naboo and her two Jedi consorts. We will settle any possible love triangle out for them. Other specials for this Sunday's events also include one-credit space dogs and half-price calf. For the first 1,000 kitties that enter the arena, get a free Poggle the Lesser bobblehead doll. So don't forget, Sunday, 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 come to the best place for no-holds-barred live-than-dead entertainment. That is, the Geonosis Arena Games. Well, we'd like to uh, welcome to the uh, podcast this time a very good friend of mine who I've known for a lot of years, and uh, he actually uh, co-hosted another Star Wars podcast that I did for uh, a number of years, which we no longer do together, and we're glad to have him here on the 501st cast with us for a very special segment that we wanted to do about something that happened to him recently. Uh, Alex, welcome, and uh, please, I, of course, I just said your first name, but uh, please give us your name and your TKID and uh, how you been all this time uh sure then first thank you all for letting me come on here to give this story but uh, my name is alex McKeel, sl4142 uh garrison moss notice squad uh alex we kind of reached out to you because um as a member of the 501st legion we're a costuming organization and something happened to you uh specifically with uh you wearing your uh one of your legion approved costumes that should never ever ever happen to anyone whatsoever whether they're in the legion or another club or no club at all what happened well i was trying to find something unique to put um for a facebook uh, picture you know and just type in dark side you know the, the joke is you know join the dark side we have cookies so i just said okay so um i just tapped in you know since i'm a anakin skywalker slash pre-armored vader costumer i just tapped in Anakin Skywalker cookies and lo and behold there was a photo of me saying some things that was very derogatory and it stunned for a while and it still stinks when I think about it but I'll be honest with all the love and support I've seen through the Star Wars costuming universe lately it just warms my heart my heart and I am very touched by it, but it's still, when I think of that image, it has been removed since. It still hurts. <laughs> it was a meme, was it not? It was like a, typ- a typical internet meme where you've got, without, I don't want to say what it was, because, you know, we don't, we don't need to get into that. But it was a very hurtful meme that had, you know, the words across the top, words across the bottom, and a picture of you uh, in that image specifically dealing with, you know, making fun of your, your weight. And, uh, you know, people come in all shapes and sizes, you know, and I love how the 501st does not discriminate. You know, you could you could have a disability. You could be blind. We, we you know we've had a blind person, uh, the uh, first and so far only still uh, behind the bucket segment we did uh, with a with a blind member. And uh, you, it doesn't matter what your disability is. That doesn't disqualify you from membership in the Legion. And in this case, in your case, it's not necessarily a disability, but it is uh, something that uh, not all 
or that are not all people are. And that, of course, is, you know, uh, and I, I'm a fellow uh, large person myself. So I, I actually took personal offense when I saw that. But uh, Alex, I just want to say I am glad that this was dealt with the way it was. And um, what happened after you discovered that meme on the Internet? Well, uh, like I said, I was kind of shocked when I first saw it. And um, I sh- shared it with you because, you know, I always let you know you're one of my best friends. I said, hey, I just thought you want to see this before it gets out. It, the sad thing is, and I'll say, say this, that what hurts more than anything, it was out two years before I even know, knew it happened. And that's why it hurts more than anything. But you brought it to the attention of some people, and then uh, um, our founder, Alvin Johnson, found it on your Facebook page, and he kind of put it on his page, and like I said, it just went viral. People saying they're showing their support for me, and I'll never be able to thank them, all those people who showed their love and thank them enough. But if they're all listening out there, I do appreciate it. So now you have a couple costumes for the 501st, and you're also a member of the Rebel Legion. Um, but I understand there's a, a special reason why you chose to do the pre-armor Darth Vader? Uh, yes, uh, Nikki, there was. Uh, how it happened, I'm going to try to make it short. Um, about 20, 2012, uh, there was this young boy who uh, was, uh, I was already taught his called by their, his parents, their Jedi protector. So I asked them, well, who was his favorite Jedi? And they said, um, Anakin. And I said, well, okay. Uh, so I said, well, I can do that. Saved every penny I could for almost a year uh, and um, uh, got people to help me with it. And I built it. Uh, so I said, who better to be his Jedi protector than his favorite character? And uh, that little boy has since passed away. He passed away a year and about a year and a half ago. And um, but he was my little buddy, and I miss him. But to me, I was his Jedi protector, and I was his version of Anakin. So that's it hurts a lot more, especially when I think about you know being that child. Sorry, I'm trying to get emotional here. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to let it get me down because. He always was one telling jokes and uh, making, you know, try to make you smile. And I just, right now I'm outside looking at the stars and I'm saying, okay, there, Patrick, you're telling me jokes inside of my head, keeping me laughing. So I still wear it. It's not easy, but I wear it. I'm in fact, I'm going to wear it about a month for an event. And when I wear it, it's in honor of him and in memory of him. I was going to say, you've been, you know, despite the terrible things that, or the terrible thing that happened to you, uh, you've been, you know, as far as I can tell, you've been staying very strong. You know, you're still trooping. You're doing, you know, you have a straight A school record. You, you go to school, or you went to school in Knoxville, correct? Uh, I'm actually going back. I'm at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga right now with okay. a major, majoring in history and a minor in uh, geography. Right. And, um, you know, I've, you know, we, we follow your Facebook feeds and you've been posting, you know, good things about that have happened to you. And I'm really happy that, um, that you are doing well, you know, and I think the support that we, that you got was obviously something that, that helped you, you know, move along and, and, 
keep on keep on doing what you do what you love to do um so i you know i applaud that you you know that you, you know that you that you've taken this so well uh you know and and that you're that you're you know still very high spirited and still um you know trooping and and doing the things that that you love to do so um i i hope that this issues behind us and that we can move on from this. Um, so I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you, Marcus. That's really, um, I'm honored that, that you said that and, and I am moving forward and I did say that, and I meant every word of it that, you know, I do not like bullying. I've been bullied, uh, most of my life, especially when I was in school in elementary school because of my, uh, I was always tall. I was not, uh, well, big, but I was always tall for my size, uh, age. But, you know, I said the bullying stops here. I am, I am hoping that a convention coming up here in a few months is have a panel called Cyberbullying Survivors. And I'm hoping any people to come and be there so we can show with, um, solidarity that bullying will be no more mm-hmm. and i want to do that i feel like that's what i need to do and you know what the reason i troop is i always i don't say it uh, i say it because you know we don't get paid for doing this but my payment is seeing a kid smile seeing their favorite character come to life it may be a rebel it may be a sith it may be a jedi it may be a Edgewing, maybe a Edgewing pilot, whatever. But when you see those kids smile, that's the payment, and that's why they keep me motivated. And I have the best squad. I feel in the five hundred first, the most noted squad, and um, we're a family. And I love every one of them. I think I, we have the best garrison. And I'm not just saying that because you're on here in Martin. Uh, we have a great garrison. But you know what? The entire five hundred first legion is a great group of people and a brotherhood and a brothers and sisters not just in all costuming groups that's uh, not just the Bible person I think they all do great things and I'm so happy to be a part of multiple ones <laughs> Alex I'm going to ask you a, a bit of a difficult question and I'm sure you're smirking right now because uh, anyone that used to listen to you and I years ago uh, know that I used to do that to you often. Uh, I would I would come up with a question just out of the blue, and it would be sometimes a very difficult question to ask. Sometimes I did it just to pick on you, uh, but and I'm sure you you remember those days. Yes, um, I, I do, and I think I threw a few back at you too. <laughs> Um, you weren't there for this, but um, in 2014, October of 2014, so a little over four years ago, I had the opportunity and I interviewed Jake Lloyd about bullying and there were some takeaway points from there that i think were essential you know and if people want to listen to that it's one of the few things that are still left at darkempireradio.com but alex what advice would you have Uh, and this could be and i mean advice for anybody whether it's children at school or adults like us what advice would you have for someone who has been bullied in the way that you've been? That's a loaded question. So. It is. It's a, <laughs> it's a very loaded question. Um, but take your 
take your situation, for example, and what you've gone through uh, during the past month or so. And suppose, and there are other people out there, I'm guessing thousands of them, that have been through similar, uh, perhaps even members of the Legion that have been uh, bullied either on, in, on social media or perhaps even in person because of their appearance. There are people out there that have been through similar, I think, maybe not as severe, but knowing what you've gone through, what would be the first thing that you would tell someone that's gone through something similar? What would you tell someone in the crowd at your panel that you're going to be doing? First, I would say you're not alone and find a good group of friends to be there because, you know, I'll, if I've been, I live in the saying that old saying from an old TV show I used to watch. A stranger is a friend I haven't met yet. If they need a friend or someone to cry on or have a shoulder to cry on, I'll, they can choose either my left one or my right one. I'll be there, and I would be proud to stick up for any person that's been bullied because bullying is wrong, especially in the Star Wars universe. Anytime, not just in the Star Wars universe, but any type of bullying is wrong, and I will be there to defend that person that is bullying, and I know a lot of, about 20,000 more people would be there to stand up for that person too and and just find some great friends and you got a friend right here that will always be there to protect that person who's being bullied. And I think that was really one of the main takeaway points uh, from the interview with Jake Lloyd is that don't take it alone. You know, um, you've got someone somewhere. Most people have friends or family or both. Uh, find someone that you can trust uh, more in in your case, Alex, it was hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, you know, on uh, online and uh, uh, and again, the, you know, that story was shared. The outrage was shared among the five first and costuming communities, and and we were your support. And I think that emotionally got you through the shock and the the sad, the terror, really, the mental anguish of what you went through. And uh, so, find someone to lean on, you know, because uh, you know, like the old song goes, "Lean on me." You know, if you don't have someone to lean on, you're going to fall. So uh, find someone to help you up and uh, get through it uh, because you just can't do it alone. Exactly. Well, love and friendship is something I hold dear in my heart. Well, like I saw someone say on Facebook, Alex, you're one of the great ones. So, uh, you know, I, I want to thank you for uh, being here for this and uh, sharing that story with us. I want to wish you uh, the best of luck with uh, this panel that you're going to be doing at Kanuga, I believe, in February. Uh, if someone's in the area and they're going to be attending that convention, let's just go ahead and tell them not to put the pressure on, on you, Alex. It sounds like you've got uh, um, a lot of pressure already just trying to uh, uh, do some research and stuff for it. Um, what is going into your panel and uh, how can they attend your panel? When, when will this convention be? Well, I can't tell you what day it's going to be because they haven't announced the times for the panels yet. But the Conoja will be February 24th through the 26th uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, 2019. And it's, I don't know what day it will be yet until I hear back from the, con uh, the director and his programming team. So I just put it out there. And I've got some people who already said they want to be on it. And we're just going to discuss, you know, our stories and saying that, you know, 
you're not alone if you've been bullied, but we're here for you. And we don't want to show ways of how to get support and help if you need it. Stay strong, Alex. You know, I, I hope this, I hope that was it, but you know, you never know. But I think, uh, you're doing the right thing. You're, you're putting it out there. Um, you know, you, you're putting a voice to, to the issue. And I think that's really important. So I'm, 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 I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Upcoming events. At the end of November, our California 501st and Rebel Legion members filmed for the upcoming Disneyland Christmas Parade. So be sure to tune your TVs to watch it on December 25th. You can also Google some of the the, uh, rehearsal videos there over on YouTube. But this is definitely a parade that I watch every morning anyway, or every Christmas morning every way. So I'm looking forward to it. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com. Member Shoutout. This episode's shout-out is a congratulations to Imperial Gunner MacDub, IG20843 of Capital City Garrison, on crushing his 50th planet. The Emperor is pleased with your contributions, and you have been given the title of System Annihilator. Keep up the great work, Gunner. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast can be tuned in via iTunes, podcasts.com, or Stitcher. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. PG for the violence. Oh, there's more. Excuse me. <laughs> First uh, bl- uh, outtake of the day right here. Mm. <laughs> well, I deserve that. We have a blooper reel at the end. <laughs> That's right. The new guy. <laughs> Visual effects supervisor Tom Rolfe, a 20-year-old veteran of the industry with Star Trek, Harry Potter. No, and he's I- not. Hold on a second. He's not 20 years old. Sorry. He's. He's been in the industry for 20 years. Oh, man. Blooper 2. <laughs> Aha, Marcus, you've got the CRLs. Oh, no, this is me. Uh, I, think, I think it's you. Well, it's me. Uh, Aha, okay. All right. See, Sith timers. That's why I call it Sith timers. Are you sure?